The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Good morning, Southwest Florida. It is Sunday. It is March 14th. It's Pi Day. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano, we might have a whole new set of listeners today. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because, of the, because the time changed last night. So oh, if people right. didn't do it, uh, welcome. This is a fast-paced 30-minute show. Still to come, Ask Annex. That's where we take questions from the audience. Brian Fiore is our branch director, Annex Wealth Management in Naples. We're going to talk to him. A preview of Annex Investigates, a brand-new webinar, Investment Myths. That's coming up. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our chief investment officer. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Danny. Dave Spano, president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. How are you doing this morning? Not bad. So the it's Pi Day, so three point one four one five. You could probably go no, on you're 10 the math digits. man. But yeah, so much to talk about. I mean, we have a little amount of time to do it. So let's get right to it and talk about the Dow Jones, who ended up on Friday up another two hundred and ninety three points, and and the rally continues. And so much money uh, on the sidelines, and so much money coming into the markets. Obviously, we know about the one point nine trillion dollars in the checks that are going to be distributed starting maybe even this weekend. That money eventually will make its way into the economy. Yeah, what I what I didn't realize, Dave, until I read the fine print of that bill, is that 1.4 trillion of it is going to hit the economy in the first five months. So, so thus far, this since the uh, pandemic began, we've now spent almost six trillion dollars, more than three times what we spent during the Great Financial Crisis, and that compares to the Trump tax cut, which was 700 billion over 10 years. So, right. this is massive stimulus. It really is. It's massive. And by the way, don't forget, folks, that. There's this conversation about infrastructure spending that is going to follow, and that again, the numbers being thrown around there are somewhere between two and four trillion dollars. I said that to a client uh, yesterday over in Fort Lauderdale, and he asked me about that, and he said, you know, infrastructure could mean you know highway and safety, it could mean schools, it could mean affordable housing broadband, clean energy, clean water. So we're not really sure where it's going to go. Jobs, 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 though. Yeah, those are all going to be be jobs, but there's certainly more debt, 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 though, too, Danny. Yep. You know, so we're already at $28 uh, trillion in debt. And, Derek, you saw a piece uh, that we saw earlier this week from $4 trillion where we were when Obama became president to where we are today. So both parties just spend, spend, spend. Right. I mean, at least the thing with the infrastructure bill, though, is whatever the amount is, it's going to be spread out over a number of years. It won't be, like, all all at once. Um, So if it's a trillion over 10 years, that's $100 billion a year. So it doesn't, it's not as monstrous as it sounds. But, you know, there are any number of people who believe that this, a lot of the stimulus bill wasn't necessary, given what we're already seeing in terms of economic forecasts and guidance from companies. And let's talk about that. The GDP forecast is as big as, I, I think we got to go back to the early 80s to see a GDP print that we're seeing. Right. The expectation for 2021 is somewhere between 6 and 8 uh, percent. One of my favorite strategists just raised his first quarter estimate to 10 percent. 
Q's Q2 estimate is also 10%. So that goes back to 1983. And, you know, there's this consternation between folks. You know, they, they look at the economy and all these forecasts, yet they see the stock market really not, you know, not, not blowing it away on the upside. Certainly small caps have, but, you know, the NASDAQ has kind of stalled out. And what we talk about all the time is the nature of the stock market and the nature of, un- of employment and nominal GDP are very different. So, Services is a big deal in GDP and employment, not so much in the S&P 500. And remember, here in the United States, services are getting even bigger. And Derek, you know, you know, since we've been in the business as many decades that we have, remember that stocks lead earnings, earnings lead GDP. And that's what we are starting to see, Danny. They Spano President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. We got them till the bottom of the hour. If we can help, and I know we can, head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. One team, one plan, one fee. That's investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning under one umbrella. One plan, complete plan. It includes every aspect of our team. One fee, that's the most important thing. We are a fee-only fiduciary. Our website, and you can visit it on a Sunday morning, read up about us, and then click that get started button annexwealth.com back in a bit annex wealth management show 92.5 fox news it starts with a call with one call you can start seeing your future more clearly if your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax investment and estate planning advice help is a call or a click away annex wealth management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Team. Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Time for Ask Annex. If you've got a question for us, head to our website, AnnexWealth.com, and look for the Ask button. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is here. Dave Spano. And uh, we brought a really smart guy in here, Todd Voigt. He certainly is. Todd and I have been managing assets apart for about 35 years. Right. We're glad to have him in the room right now. So we want to ask Annex. We've got to ask the smart guys. No pressure, Todd. All right. Yeah, our well. first one from Brian What's different in the rate jump now versus 2018? Well, the big difference is it, it might not be noticeable because it's the same in terms of per basis points, 50 basis points or half a percent, but the big difference is one to one and a half is a 50% increase. 2018 rates went from 2.4 to 3.1. It was a half, half the percentage increase that we saw just recently. So there's another factor. So the big difference was percentage change in the rate. One to one and a half is 50%. The other factor is that the lower the rates, the more sensitive bond prices are to changes in rates. So if you want to Google it, and, and we can save time on the radio, Google convexity of bonds. It's gonna, There's somewhere in there that's going to explain it a lot easier than I'd explain it in two minutes. That's the main point is that bonds are particularly sensitive to changes in interest rates now. The whole bond market is really a big zero coupon bond, which is the max sensitivity. And if you go and Google convexity of bonds right now, you better go get yourself a hat. Let's ask Annex our next one from Larry. Are there downsides to possible infrastructure spending? Greater than two million or two trillion rather proposed on top of what's already being spent on stimulus. Forbes mentioned that it's potentially over ten years two times that as well. So you stack that on top of what we have in terms of hundred percent of debt uh, to GDP ratio you're looking at higher taxes. So a downside of infrastructure spending is higher taxes. The upside, just quick, is um, 
that you have an increase in GDP in the short run. You have long-run benefits in terms of better infrastructure. And so when you're saying that there's, it's more than that, you mean that there's a multiplying effect when you put the stimulus to work, right? Right, and, and they'll probably increase the amount of spending directed toward infrastructure over the next 10 years. Yeah, and that's coming too, for sure. Ask Annex, next up, Paul, is an S&P 500 index no longer considered balanced? Um, I actually think it is reasonably balanced. I mean, when I comp- when I think about the S&P 500, I compare it to what it was like in 2000, where tech was about 45% of the allocation and they weren't making any money. This time, tech is about 26%. The companies are very profitable. But during times like this, where clearly some of the market leaders are all in the same sector, as we've seen with the FANG stocks recently, it can be a headwind to performance in the S&P. But generally speaking, it's pretty balanced, but it is by no means a reflection of the economy, always where, as we learned last year and we're again going to learn this year. Next up from Tom, it's a two-parter. What are the possible negative effects of rising treasury yields on stocks? And the second one, we'll come back to that, is what is the March triple witching? Well, first, the uh, negative effects of rising treasury yields, we talked about it a number of times, is higher rates compete with yields on stock. So you're getting to the point where you got a 1.5% 10-year treasury versus 1.5% yield on the S&P 500. So you cross that threshold and all of a sudden, bonds which have maturity dates and that stated interest, it will start looking a little more safer than stocks. And let me just jump in. So rising interest rates also mean market multiples could be affected. It means corporate earnings could be affected because interest rates go up. You know, obviously, consumer spending is affected by higher uh, mortgage rates, for example. And the end of TINA, right? There is no alternative. It's rising interest rates could suggest that people have somewhere else to invest their money. And then the second part of the question was, what is triple witching? Well, triple witching is the expiration of regular stock options, puts and calls on individual stocks, stock index futures, and stock index options all at the same time. And, and that usually just means there's some portfolio rebalancing and you could expect some volatility on that Friday when uh, you have triple witching. And so if you guys uh, are interested in the kind of conversations we have on our investment policy committee meeting, this is what it's like. We talk about convexity and triple witching. So if that sounds like something you don't want to be involved with, there's a team that can help. You can start at AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. You're listening to the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Now with Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management in Naples. Morning, Brian. Good morning, Danny. You know, focusing on specific goals and improving your financial health is a great thing. We've got some things to talk about today to maintain overall financial health. And Brian, I want your opinion on this. And the first is do the math and that's net worth and personal budgets. How important is that? I think uh, most of our audience has an idea where they are, where they stand here and you know, their net worth and maybe budget and expenses. What we like to focus on is usually the implications of that, implications of your net worth, expenses, incomes, things like that. For example, it's probably not a surprise, but we think it's likely that there are going to be some tax raises coming for high income individuals or for companies. So how will this affect you and what can you do about it? So these are some of the things we'll scrutinize with clients and plan for to see if we can help add value to what we do. An example also might be a likely raise in capital gains, dividend rates that's possibly coming. And people don't like to hear it, but there's possibly a uh, cutting of the estate tax exemption maybe in half 
that's being talked about. So going from 11 plus million to five or 6 million, that's a big change. Now, these types of things, when you when you do your net worth calculations and budgets and expenses, how are these things that are coming up going to affect you and how can we help you with that? And I like that we look down the road and anticipate, and I think that's smart with the way that Annex Wealth Management uh, partners with our clients. We're with Brian Fiore, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management Naples, talking through some important rules to improve overall financial health. The next is recognize and manage lifestyle inflation. Is a simpler way to put that more money, more problems? <laughs> Or, or keeping up with the Joneses, maybe? Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think everybody's seen this. If you have a four-bedroom house with a den, then everything gets filled. If you have a five-bedroom house with a den, everything gets filled up. Yeah, the more you have an income, it seems like the more spending you have. And I guess that's called lifestyle inflation. And so, you know, when you're focusing on retirement and what's important to you in the future, maybe that lifestyle inflation needs to be looked at and get into more about, you know, what is important to you, what your needs are, you know, desire to keep up with the Joneses, I think only goes so far for some people. And then we can match, help match, you know, financial plan, get specific on what your actual needs and wants are as far as expenses, incomes, net worth, um, and then compare that with what might be coming down down the road and how will that affect you and, and what can you do about it? You mentioned needs and wants, and that's important to recognize them and then to spend mindfully. And we're not saying, listen, don't deprive yourself because if you've worked hard and you've earned it, do it, but just spend mindfully. Right. Everybody has their own situation and, you know, their, their own nest egg and how their lifestyle. But as a person, you know, as an individual human surviving on the earth, you know, you have basic needs to survive. Right. And then everything above that is is like you could call it extra. But, you know, what, what's important to you? How do you want to live your best life? Make sure your your nest egg and your financial plan support that. And, um, you know, there's people that around the world try to just survive with their basic needs and be grateful that you are in a position that you, know, you can live your less, best life and, and have other options as well. Annex Wealth Management provides investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. It's an elite full-service wealth management experience. Most importantly, we're a fee-only fiduciary. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Danny. You too. We're going to be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. There is no shortage of financial advice on the web, your email box, friends, neighbors, salespeople. There are legends, there are myths, and what we're going to talk about and share information about is an upcoming webinar to tackle some of that myth information. Joining me, Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Tom. Hey, Danny. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Hello. Hello, Danny. Deanne, i got to start with you. How often do you need to combat myths when it comes to financial and retirement planning? Daily, because these have been instilled and passed down from the ages, from generation to generation. When Tom and I started looking into this, there were so many to combat out there. So we kind of wanted to start with the ones that everybody hears about, and those actually aren't the ones we're going to tackle. The thing is, there are so many of them out there, and I think there is a value to some of these rules of thumb that end up morphing themselves into myths. A lot of 
of times there was a kernel of truth or something important that was there. And then all of a sudden, you know, 20, 30 years later, you're like, wait a second. What, what are we talking about here? <laughs> this isn't true. So it, it's a, it was actually a fun little project putting this thing together. You know, some of those rules of thumbs might have worked at one time. But the oh, yeah. world has changed so much. It has. And, you know, the mortality tables have changed. So some of these were developed way back when lifespans were a lot shorter. You know, so our grandparents' generation and people would do their rocking chair retirement at 65 and live actuarially like maybe five or seven years. Well, now it's 30 years. So, you know, following something as simple as that rule of 72, you know, how long does it take to double your money? The method has changed a little bit. And the ingredients that go into it, that's the other thing. Like you said, Danny, things have changed. You look at Social Security plays such a large role in talking about retirement. Then the question becomes, how large of a role does it really play in your funding of your actual retirement? And those are the things that it starts to spiral out of control. And then you've got yourself some myths. Well, probably my parents' generation, it was Social Security and it was a pension. And look where those things are. Right. That's very true. And now, you know, there's one that, gosh, I hear as a wealth advisor all the time. And that is, well, I go to making this paycheck and then I just need 70% of my income in retirement. Right. And I guess the first thing that comes through everybody's mind is why on earth would I want to, now that I have all this time on my hands, spend less all of a sudden? Well, this is funny that you say this, Deanne. So, you know, my first job in this industry was explaining 401k plans to people, helping them understand why they should save and then, you know, reaching for that goal. And that was a major part of the presentation. The company that I worked for back in the day, it was that was one of the slides. It was, you're going to need only 70% of your, your income for retirement. It's like, well, hold on a second. You know, the cost of health care has gone through the roof. So that is going to eat up a chunk of, you know, your savings. But like you said, Deanne, you got a lot more free time on your hands. That can get expensive. Totally. And it goes on for a much longer period of time now. You know, Annex yep. breaks up retirement into your go-go years, your slow-go years, and your no-go years, and they all have different types of expenses. I'm curious, are there numerous myths that you're going to go through? Are there more than five? Oh, yeah. There are literally hundreds of myths out there. And so the ones that we're sticking with are the ones that really relate to investing in financial planning. So there's some of the, the tried and true, like one that Tom and I were talking about that people that we personally love is, yep, I'm maxing out my 401k. As you can imagine, Danny, that one is near and dear to my heart. So... We're going to talk about what that really means because it that's one that I hear all the time. And when you start digging into it and asking people the actual numbers, it turns out that maybe they're not maxing out their 401k quite like they think they are. You mean 6% is not maxing maybe it out? Maybe something like that, <laughs> right? Yeah, for, yeah. Well, don't give the whole thing away there, yeah. Danny. But okay. yeah, that's, right. that's the kind of conversation we're going to be getting into here. Well, you know, I'm following your advice. If it doesn't hurt, you yeah, it, right? it's probably not enough. That's right. Well, here's one I just heard, though. You know, aren't I supposed to take uh, 100 and then subtract my age? And that's the amount of, is it stocks or bonds I'm supposed to have? I was just asked this the other day relative to asset allocation. So theoretically, people are thinking, well, if I'm close to retire, I should be all in bonds, right? Well, not if you're going to live potentially that 20, 30 years. So there's your rule of thumb. Yeah. I thought really until a couple of years ago that that was legit. It's not. What's interesting is over the past decade, that 100 has become 120. So that just shows you a little bit about lifespan. I mean, not that they think people are going to live to 120, but they realize they're living long enough. They need stocks in their portfolios. Well, and that's why the, kind of the way that we're structuring this is Deanne and I were going through this is to say, OK, here's the myth or here's the rule of thumb what's right about it and what's wrong about it and then how might this apply in your life realistically so we're trying to give real examples of how these things work it's really more of a 
try to get people thinking peace than anything. Yeah, and we are going to tackle some things that people bring up, like what about debt in retirement, like a mortgage? And what about if I use this product all the time, does that equivocate to it being a good stock and should I buy it? So there are some other myths that are a little less common that are interesting, though, that we really want to tackle. Fortunately for us, we get to hear a lot of this stuff in our daily uh, (laughs) lives. So we have no shortage of, of material to deal with when it comes to myths. Okay, let's talk about where and when. This thing's got an official name, right? It does. So it's part of our investigating series. So we've investigated bonds and annuities, and now this is Investigating Investment Myths. And this will be happening live and interactive. So bring your questions on March the 25th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And we will be repeating another live version on April the 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's the Tom and Deanne show? Well, I think uh, Deanne likes to call it the Deanne and Tom show. (laughs) But yeah, you got it, Danny. She does have a tougher agent. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you and good luck with it. Hey, thanks for having us. Tom Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you. There's more to come. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We are back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Dirk Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management is here. And Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, Derek, there's so much going on this past week, and a lot of it had to do with what was rallying and what wasn't. So many people were paying attention to that because of the earnings that were out there. But I do want to harken back to where we were one year ago. And you'll remember that March 13th of 2020 is when everything got shut down. And here we are. We talked to our clients back then a year ago about this too shall pass. We said there's been 32 bear markets over time, and we are going to go 33 and 0. And I remember saying that pretty clearly a year ago, and here we are. But who would have thought it would have been this fast and this much? What we didn't know was the amount of stimulus from both monetary and fiscal policy. Well, I, yeah, and I remember you also you kind of used the Bobby Knight analogy. I right. think that was the essence <laughs> of it uh, when he had that 33 and 0 team in 1976. Right. And but, by the way, that was a great team. A lot of NBA players on there, and I said Bobby Knight went went 33 and 0, and that next last time there was a team that went 33 and 0, it will be the United States of America. Right, and the other thing I think we were, if you recall, you know, we I think we were already down about 31 percent when we got on the radio that weekend, and. Um, the next week, the market made a low down about 38% from its high, which is typically what a market corrects during a recession. And I remember we talked about that a lot, that, you know, the market discounts the future. And then the question is, is the future as bad as the market is discounting? And and you advise people to remain balanced and not panic and stick to their plan. But I got to give you credit because there's no question you said this was just the shortest bear market in our history. And I remember looking at you just like I'm looking at you right now across these microphones and went, really? Are we? over this and I guess we were. Well now the question I guess to pose to you is now that we know the economy is going to grow at double digit 
mortgage rates in the next two quarters and people assume the stock market will follow suit. What do you think? How do you think people ought to approach that? Should they be really exuberant and just run out and buy stocks or I what, think how would you advise them to handle it now? I think it's always been the same, Derek, is that you buy companies that grow their sales and grow their earnings because then we can put a reasonable multiple on it. You think about stocks like Microsoft 20 years ago that certainly were, were growing and increasing their revenue, increasing their bottom line, but wasn't moving. That's the reason because they, they were too expensive at that time. So if you're going to buy stocks that are too expensive, you're ultimately going to get stuck in them. Buy companies that have increasing revenues and increasing earnings. We can put a reasonable multiple on it using current interest rates, and you know what that value is. Yes, that sounds good to me. And so let's think about here what we're doing here in the last uh, minute and a half. And you know all of this conversation, Danny, really leads us to how people's portfolios are put together. And a lot of times in, in markets like this, they become mishmash, right? You know, you pick up whatever, GameStop or Tesla. And, you know, why is it in the portfolio? Does it belong there? What's your asset allocation? And a lot of people, we, the folks that we're doing portfolio reviews with, have an overweight in technology or infotech or in places that probably aren't balanced in the long run. Do they realize that? Well, we do. They do have it to just show it up, it but just, it just it just yeah. builds it up. It's you know think about you know your grandma's basement or, or attic or whatever it is, right? And you know how did that get there? It was just accumulation over time, and then you get left with you got to clean it up. And so what we do is give portfolio reviews. What's your asset allocation? What's your sector? Why is it there? And how much you're paying for it? It's very important. And how is it all working together? Your tax planning, your estate plan. You know, investments is one thing, but then the whole picture, the whole enchilada. That's what Annex Wealth Management does. Uh, had to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Read the story. There's quite a bit there. Find the Know the Difference checklist. We think that is tremendous. When we talk about one team, one plan, one fee, we mean it. The difference with Annex Wealth Management, we are a fee-only fiduciary. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.